Welcome to The One About Careers with Devin and Sarah Jane, a career podcast for adults involved with teens navigating life after high school. We help you help your teens make informed education and career decisions by providing quality information and resources. Join us for weekly bite-sized conversations covering various aspects of careers, including insights from professionals in different fields. New episodes available every week at theoneaboutcareers.com. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about why we work and specifically talking about the money aspect of work. And I'm actually going to toss it right over to you, Sarah Jane. When you are talking to your clients and the people you work with, what kinds of conversations do you have around money? Oh, man. We have so many conversations about money, don't we? So sometimes it's about what do I need right now today? Uh, Sometimes it's about what am I dreaming about in terms of earning? What is my value? It's tied into confidence. Uh, When I'm talking to parents about what they want for their kids, it's a combination, of course, and we'll talk about part of this next episode, meaning and money. So parents want their kids, obviously, to have enough money to survive. What's enough money and what is survival? And I hate using survival as a baseline because I want to talk about thriving. I want to talk about all the goodies. It isn't just about how do I, you know, eke out an existence. Um, The other thing, frankly, we talk about, and this, I can't wait to lob this one back to you to see what your thoughts are, is... I still haven't figured out how I explain money in terms of am I, are people earning it? Are people attracting it? Are people manifesting it? Are they doing all three? Are they only doing one? Is it in relation to their mindset? I don't know. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. And I find like, because I'm, of course, working with teenagers one-on-one, they just don't even, those are words that just aren't even in their lexicon. They have no idea. And, you know, it's funny because money seems to work on a couple of different levels with teenagers and 20 somethings, because for the most part, they've not really had this experience of dealing with paying for the bills and covering the rent and doing all those things, as well as thinking about how do you budget for the fun stuff? Um, You know, if they've, if they had jobs as teenagers, that was cool. Maybe they were saving for school or something, but it really didn't have to go to that kind of stuff largely, you know, like they had, they had that safety net already of the, the house was over their head, the was taken care of. So for a lot of them, it's the first time that they're really thinking about what does that actually look like? And at the same time, it's this idea of if I had all this at my disposal, what could I do? It would be amazing. And it's uh, so sometimes it's kind of a dose of reality of, you know, there are things you need to save for. There's not an instant gratification thing that's going to happen here. It's, you know, there's a balance of of doing that. So it's funny because I, earning, I think is probably the only word I ever really use. You know, I think when you, when you're talking to people who aren't used to coaching conversations, who don't have kind of this, this life experience, um, words like manifesting and attracting just don't mean anything. So I imagine you and I have some pretty interesting and differing conversations that end up dancing around the same subjects. Completely. And I think uh, the other thing is looking at money in terms of 
all those things you talked about. So in my book, Lost and Found, An Adult's Guide to Empowering Teens to Make Their Best Career Decision, I actually have a whole chapter to do with money because it also examines, the understands the fact that we live in a different world today. And as a result, we actually need to think about money differently. And what I mean by that is that when we're looking at investing, part of investing is about investing back into ourselves. And you and I will get back to this when we talk about um, being a careerpreneur and, um, you know, marketable skills. It's creating a, I hate using the word budget. I love um, spending plans and I love educational funds. And it's this idea that we are, in fact, responsible for ourselves. And so, therefore, there's all these different things that we can do with money. And the earlier we start our kids or our teens with this, and that includes things like getting them to pay for their own cell phone, because you start to increase their confidence in themselves and then their competence in in earning and paying bills. So it doesn't have to be a big, huge thing, but the confidence that they get from working and essentially earning and understanding all those nuances. And, um, oh man, there's just so much you learn from your first job, right? It's so true. I, yeah. It's like adulting with like a safety net. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there's a couple of things that, was, that kind of popped in my head while you're talking there. And one is I find, um, and we'll talk about meaning for sure in a lot more detail in another episode, but I find that, uh, we can overemphasize the meaning part to our kids to a point where they think working for money is like a terrible idea, <laughs> you know? And I do find it's interesting because then as I shift and I'm working uh, with clients who are in their twenties and they maybe even been working for a few years, one of the more common things I hear is, you know, I hate this idea that I'm putting in all this time to make money for somebody else. And I always think that's such an interesting thing because I think you don't think of it that way until you're actually in it. It's very hard to think of it that way when you're, you know, 15 or 16 years old. And I find that really interesting because we've also seen things shift in trends in terms of starting side hustles and uh, particularly in the pandemic, right? Of course, people sort of did that a lot and there's been a real push to self-employment. Like it's this one size fits all kind of solution to, to your, your money and career woes and whatever. And, you know, I talked to a lot of people who are like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, I, I want my time free for other things, but I also hate this idea that I'm putting in all this time. And so it's about finding a balance for them. Completely. And I think the other side of that too, sometimes like I've had clients, young clients who are earning to me, what seems like a, pretty substantial salary. So I'm going to say $90,000 a year and at the ripe old age of like 29, 30. And now I'm seeing them at like 34 and they are burnt out um, and actually like unwell, really unwell, emotionally unwell, because they essentially had to sell their souls in order to sell who they are, because they didn't have the emotional intelligence to figure out how one maneuvers in the boundaries that one needs to create in order to earn that kind of money. Like there's a, there's a cost. So I'm not saying earning that kind of money is a bad thing. No, not at all. 
It's understanding that there is an emotional cost and do you have the skills you need in order to maneuver that world? I think sometimes we haven't taught those things to people. I wonder how much we haven't taught those things because we don't know them either. <laughs> but, you know, and it's, it, there is that. And I think, um, I think it's funny too, when you think about money in terms of kind of intangibles, and these are conversations I certainly have a lot where it's like, okay, so how much, how much do you consider your time is worth when it's a Friday night or a weekend? How much do you consider things to be worth when you're given a company car to use, when your health benefits are covered, when, you know, they have an RSP matching program, when you don't have to commute or, you know, when they give you a remote work option and you can pay less to live outside of whatever city, you know, all of those things add up. So it's not strictly about the money so much as it's what is the value for what you're providing. And it's so interesting when you start introducing those conversations at a young age, because like I said, because those things are kind of covered for most youth, they, they sort of take for granted the fact that, you know, it does take time out of your day to, to look after all those things. So if those are kind of covered in another way, that's another way to put money back in your pocket. Yeah. And those, we enter into those conversations. I do anyway, with my clients usually around negotiation and when they're accepting a job offer uh, and what the, what the wiggle room pieces are. Uh, and also about wages too. If they've gone from a working in a place job to wanting to work from home, understanding that there may be some wiggle room with money, because as you said, they don't have the same expenses as they did before. Hmm, um, for sure. I think we could talk about money like forever and a day. I hope we can days talk about days. money in days, days <laughs> and days, because there's so much to it. There is. Uh, but let's end the conversation there. Is there something that you sort of a final comment or something you're going to offer people with regards to your clients to do with money or what are your thoughts? I would say one comment is when you're talking, when you're thinking about money in terms of your work, it's really about looking at a total compensation package. It's really about looking at lifestyle alongside money. It's not just what's the dollar figure on the pay that you get every two weeks. What about you? A hundred percent agree. That's a piece of it. And I think money's a much greater conversation. I really wish that we spent more time at, at every stage of people's lives having conversations around money. Uh, everything from um, what does does it make sense to go to a grocery store and buy really yummy food to cook it at home, or does it make sense to go out to a restaurant? Does it have to be either or? Could it be both? And how do we maneuver through that? Um, in terms of resources, I'm going to put a link to a free chapter of my book just to see if people are engaged and interested in that piece. As I said, I do talk about money in it. Anything you want to offer in terms of resources? Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep the cat. <laughs> Something tells and me real we're life a third person. Can you, can you afford a cat? Can you so afford here's a cat? another interesting thing with students, right? <laughs> Is they're yeah. often getting cats and I'm thinking, where do you have the money for the vet bills? Don't mean yeah. to be rude, but yeah, um, you know. we may, we may have like, this may be a three party. 
<laughs> conversation. So, I mean, all my clients get to know Cupcake. Why shouldn't yeah. our listeners as well? Exactly. Um, so I would say um, I'm going to dig through and see what I have. It's not something I specifically have a lot of resources on, to be honest. Um, I agree with the chapter in your book. I think it's great. I love how you talk about money because I think it's it's a hard conversation and people don't know how to have it. And so much has changed in terms of how we look at pay, how we look at other perks and benefits of work, and then how we look at stuff like residual income. So many of those things tie into each other. And I think you do a wonderful job of covering that. Thanks for listening to the One About Careers podcast. You can catch up with past episodes at theoneaboutcareers.com. Join us next week for another bite-sized conversation.